And thank you, my fellow lovers of love. Thank you for joining us on this excursion through the stream of consciousness, through the river of tranquility, and on towards the lake of love. Yay. I'm going to have to change that. It just doesn't quite roll off the tongue. I like it. Yeah, but the river of tranquility. Who's ever heard of the river of tranquility before? You just mentioned it. <laughs> no, but it's like a lake of tranquility or a tr the sea of tranquility or something like that. And it should be the ocean of love because it's the ocean of love that we're actually talking about. But because I keep butchering it, everything, I shortened it. And I should just learn to talk. <laughs> and maybe as the brain fog goes away, you know, I actually am thinking better nowadays. So maybe I will be able to talk better. So maybe that's something I can work on. And speaking of that, I realized this week that I've been kind of walking in a stupor. I mean, kind of as a zombie in the last three weeks. Really, since I since my last tests and having to wait for this, the ultrasound that we did. And, well, you know, the tests were mostly good, but the things that weren't good we're concerning and so now we have to wait for more test results and based on my condition it's just as likely as not that it's just uh, a reading based upon my liver condition not based upon there being an actual tumor in there but you know no one wants to hear your tumor marker number is really high right no one wants to hear that because in most cases that's really not good news in my particular case, it's probably just a consequence of the liver problems we've been dealing with. And, but, you know, you're never sure. I don't know. This is the first I'm hearing about it. You never told me. Never told you what? That I had a tumor? I totally told you that. The, no, you didn't. I posted it on a social media, woman. If you look at my post, maybe. maybe. I, no, I could have. I swear I've told you. You can tell somebody. I, I, we did. I know we did problem is you want to know what the real problem is we talk about these things while we're smoking a joint sitting there in the back and then we talk about it for 40 minutes and we smoke another one <laughs> that's the problem with these things but i was kind of just kind of marking time the last three weeks i didn't really realize it until i was until this week till i was getting ready for the kind of preparing myself for the ultrasound and it's just an ultrasound right but but, you know, it's bigger than it seems. It's been a rough seven months, right? It has. It's been a rough, long seven months. But because life is negative enough, we have been here trying to spread love throughout the whole thing. Because oddly enough, and we'll talk about this on our um, New Year's show. I've already kind of planning our New Year's show a little bit. Sweet. About the nocebo effect. It's the opposite of the placebo effect. It's about having negative, telling someone that they're going to die in three months, even though they're not going to, can actually make them die in three months. Well, I look forward to that. So um, that's a bit of an extreme example, but but the nocebo effect, it works the exact opposite of the placebo effect. You know, you give someone a sugar pill and you say, hey, this pill's going to make you feel better, and all of a sudden they feel better. Yeah, you give them a pill that's just nothing. But you tell them it's going to make them feel better, and then they start to feel better. Uh -huh. That's the placebo effect. Well, this is the opposite. If you tell somebody that they're going to be doing worse. I get it. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that coming uh, as we approach the New Year for our New Year's Day show, New Year's Eve show. Cool. Because we will be here New Year's. We will be here next week on um, Christmas, Christmas night. Day. We went Christmas evening. Yes, we will. We'll be here Christmas night. So we hope you guys will join us for that. Hope maybe we get some hop-in visitors. Contact us if you want to be a hop-in visitor on Christmas night. We actually had someone reach out to us this week about wanting to come in and do an interview. And I haven't got back to them. So if you are listening, I will do that this week. I do apologize. It was, like I said, I've been sleepwalking through the last couple of weeks. And so it's a conversation about mental health and that should be a we always up for that and you can always find us me and lovey at well, let me click over there find these things you can find us oops 
that late night love dope dot us there we go that's actually the right banner i clicked on the right one that's amazing yeah. you can find us at late night love dot us and all the links to every place you can find us are there so i don't have to sit here and give you a bunch of <laughs> give you a the the media string where you can find us on locals and anchor and facebook and mewe and all those other various places which i just did and you can follow and like, subscribe, do all the nonsense that I hate talking about. So we are here tonight because Lubby wants to talk about Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. And I've been having to. Now, there is one thing. Christmas movies don't have a body count. That's all I'm saying right off the top. Even though we're not. Die here. Hard is a Christmas movie. Christmas. The, the first two were. Christmas movies don't have body count. All I have to say. There was a Christmas party. Shit went down at the Christmas party. Yeah. You know, often goofy stuff goes on at Christmas parties, but not hundreds of people dying. You don't have to count up the deaths at the end of the, of the show. You can have one or two, right? A meaningful thing. You know, you set up a, the case for an orphan or something like that. Okay, I can get it. But... Body counts. No, when you're counting, tallying up how many people you died and destructions and death. No, that's not a Christmas movie by definition. <laughs> death and destruction and Christmas don't go together. It's not Christmas until somebody topples off Nagatomi that. Uh, no, it might be up. a Christmas tradition for you and your family or for whatever. And that's fine. That's a different thing. But it doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Maybe a movie you watch at Christmas time. Okay, but it doesn't make it a Christmas movie. There's no elves. There's no Santa Claus. There's no magic. It's well, except for the fact that it's unbelievable. There's no magic. There's none of that. It's just an action flick that they put a Christmas scene in so they can sell it at Tom Christmas. Tom McLean is a hero. That's fine, but the only reason it's set at Christmas time is to sell more movie tickets, and that does not make it Christmas movie. It just makes it a movie. Your mother agrees with me. It's a Christmas. Me movie. and my mother disagree with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> when that happens you know pigs will fly so <laughs> when do you begin to plan your christmas shopping i i have to plan early because of budget reasons i start in september couple of presents for the grandkids because i buy uh, the same thing every year. I get them a, a book, a toy, well, usually more than one book, a toy and uh, some clothing, something fun. Well, see, <laughs> uh, two tutus were on my list this year. Yeah, well, it's not, now that my kids are adults, I have a vastly different perspective on it. Christmas. I never really did because I always get everything I need throughout the year. So I've always one who feels kind of awkward getting gifts from from family, friends, and family. Especially since I live on the lower end of the economic scale and I can't always return the gesture, even though I know it's not really about that. Um, but so you know, Christmas gifts. If you can afford them for the grandkids, Christmas is for children. It's the time of year for children. It's for children and magic. And us adults, I'm not saying don't have fun, especially if you have the means, but, you know, enjoy it for children. That's that's for me. You know, so my Christmas shopping is, depends how much money I happen to have as Christmas rolls around. And that's entirely how my shopping goes. So if I happen to have some money in my pocket, I'll go out and buy some Christmas gifts. If not, then I don't. That's just the way it goes. You know, but my kids and grandkids, we all understand that. And the family's big enough that even if, you know, a huge chunk of the family can't afford it, they still get a huge chunk of Christmas gifts. So no one's like, you know, no one, nobody in this family goes without in Christmas time. The family's big enough where everybody has a significant Christmas. But it is, you know, this not always fun. You know, Christmas is, especially when you're on the, lower end of the economic scale christmas is always fun you have to kind of reshape your attitude towards it okay what is your favorite christmas song 
Oh man, I got a few of them. Yeah, I know. I've been delaying playing them this this year. I know. Until I'm, well, I'm in really my defense, bummed. I've been going, in my defense, I've been going through a. I've been walking and kind of. I didn't realize it got this close to Christmas. <laughs> it still feels like a week after Thanksgiving to me. And so, yeah. And so, in my defense, it just didn't occur to me that Christmas was literally next week until I. Oh crap! Christmas is literally next week. Well, apparently you haven't been following my Facebook posts. No, I see them. Your Christmas movies. No, I do a Christmas countdown. Oh, well, I only see the Christmas movies thing, but you know that's Facebook. Why, why Facebook doesn't show us each other's posts more often is beyond me. I I don't understand that. <laughs> Maybe they figure we talk to each other enough. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually get why they don't show a lot of the stuff I post. The last stuff I post is political, and you don't want to see that crap. What's that Mariah Carey song everybody hates? Was it Santa Baby? No, she doesn't do Santa Baby. I like Santa Baby. I don't know. I was singing this Christmas song I like earlier, and now I can't remember what it was. I was trying to sing. So, anyway... There's the traditional ones. Well, there's some of these songs. And like a, Christmas. Oh, you're talking about that one song that people overthink. You think it's kind of... I don't want to say the term they use. Racy? On. No. But I don't know. It's stockish, shall we say. Oh, 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 that one. Yeah, everybody gets on. It's like, man, it's just a nice, playful song. Y'all, get your minds out the gutter. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. It's like, oh, get your minds out the gutter, people. It's a nice, flirtatious little song. Y'all taking it too far. You know, stop. I really should go. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, it's just a nice little fun song. And people like overthinking it. Think It's like, it's like stockish. Or, well, that's not the word they use, but that's the word I'm using here. And it's like, God, stop overthinking the world, man, please. Just stop overthinking the world. Sometimes a playful little flirtatious song is just a playful little flirtatious song. And if you read more into it, maybe you should go talk to a therapist. <laughs> I'm just trying to point this out. All right, so where are we at here? Oh, uh, which one did I get on What's the, the best thing about Christmas? Which one did I get on the screen? Because I can't read it. Advent calendars. One day or scoff. You're way too far. Too far. Below. One above. There you go. This one? There you go. All right. <laughs> I can't. Being blind isn't easy, man. Well, being visually impaired. I'm not blind yet. I got to be careful how I <clears throat> Okay. So, all right. Where are we again? What's the best thing about Christmas? What is the best thing about Christmas? Well, the best thing for me, I'm going to answer this one first. Okay is the fact that it's the time of year where despite the stress and all the strains that people have in their lives, it's the time of year where love is abound. Yes. Yes. And me you and too. me, we yes. love love. So the fact that love is kind of spilling over at Christmas time, we, we, that's, I just, that's the best thing that people are loving. More people are having that loving attitude. And that's. Yes. And they show it. Yeah. That's what, so we both got the same answer on that one. All right, so what's next? Uh-oh. Advent calendars, one a day or scoffed a lot. Okay, did I get the right one? <laughs> Not the... No. God dang it. There, there you go. go. Okay. Ad, well, see, I've never done the advent calendar, so this one's in your seat because you do this for your grandchildren, at least to a point. My grandmother in Denmark used to send advent calendars. She used to ship them one present for every day for every day till Christmas in December. So I do that with two of my grandchildren who are in town. I do a uh, this year I did uh, one a day for the two-year-old. But the nine-year-old, he is getting, I can, for the two-year-old, I can go to Dollar Tree. That's easy. 
but for the nine-year-old, he's too old for Dollar Tree. So we're switching to one a Sunday and their medium presents, not a big, like a big Christmas present. Medium presents, cocoa bombs, um, Pokemon cards, uh, this assortment of candies. So the kind of stuff that my family gives us stocking stuffers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's the two different ways to accomplish kind of the same goal, but you spread it out over time, kind of like Hanukkah, right? Where you get it over a period of time. Shows you, I'm completely ignorant on, on other people's Christmas celebrations. I don't know. So I'm going to be clear that I could be very wrong based upon from from what I know, you are correct. You get you get a they get a present a day. Yeah, for what is it? Seven days. Seven days. Twelve. Uh -huh. Yeah, the menorahs they light the candles, and they're small gifts, right? And so, oftentimes, depending upon your family, some of them are traditional. Well, from what I understand, the first day you get your big present. Is it? Yeah. Thanks. In it's traditional. I know a lot of families. You get even by the seventh day, you're getting underwear. You know. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, you need underwear. <laughs> I hate buying underwear, so when someone gives me underwear, I'm happy which I actually think we have a question about that coming up. All right, so so it's just the whole thing about the advent calendar is that whether it's it's a tradition, it's a family tradition, it's you know a cultural tradition. It, it's just it it roots you to some part of the past, and it doesn't even necessarily matter what that tradition is. It's that you maintain that root. I think is is part of the the draw the power of that kind of thing yeah. i think it connects you to generations past okay okay so where are we next here you get a pair of socks for christmas how do you react hey i like getting practical i like gifts. getting socks i like practical gifts but again you're talking about the difference between adults and you know uh who have economic issues versus, you know, children who just, you know, just want to have some fun. You know, me getting socks is great. Now I don't have to go buy socks for another six months. Awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get a 13-year-old kid, get socks. Oh, great. Socks. Yay. What am I going to do with socks? You know, they don't care about socks. Practical gifts. And it's not that they're not necessarily appreciative, but you're 13. You want something fun. You just do. It's, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a kid. You want something fun. And, and even as adults, while you appreciate pra practical gifts, let's be honest, we all like a fun gift a little bit. You know, unless you really have a practical gift. Like I know somebody this year who got a brake job for their car is a gift. You know, sometimes <laughs> that's the, you know, the gifts that they need is the best gift of all, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you need socks, it's great. If you don't need socks, well, someone still cared about you enough to give you socks. Someone gave you a present. You say thank you. you say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if it's, the socks don't work for you, well, then now you have a gift to give somebody you don't like very much. Now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, think, think practical. And that's something you can just give away. It's like that commercial that we see this commercial where the guy, his, his father gives his daughter a gift, gas card, a gas gift card as a present for a birthday or something. And then they show her driving around and she never uses it. And then next thing, hey, it's your father's birthday. So she gives him back the very same gift card he gave her. Great. I could use this. Right? She was driving around an electric car, or a hybrid or something. So she never used it. That was the whole, you know, it was a car commercial. But the point is, she just ended up giving her dad right back the same thing because he likes gas cards. He's got to always use gas. Yeah. So, anyway, just saying, one person's socks is another person's brand new car. It just kind of works that way. All right. So what we got next? What's your idea of a perfect Christmas meal? Oh, wait. We were all supposed to be asking you get these questions. What's your idea? What's your idea? Uh, because no one wants to ask me a food question. <laughs> What's your idea of a perfect Christmas meal? Roast beef. No. Horseradish sauce. Scalloped potatoes. 
asparagus, homemade bread, and uh, non-alcoholic wine, a red, of course. And uh, I like it's a very simple dessert, but it's it but it's elegant and it and it tastes so decadent. It's vanilla ice cream, and you get a can of blackberries with syrup, and you just spoon some of the blackberries over the ice cream. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Well, see, I'm not a food person. So for me, it's my the family brunch is just as beautiful as a family dinner. You know, where you have our family egg thing. That's what you would actually we would call it. It's this egg mushroom thing. I don't know what it is. You know, I don't eat that. You know, scrambled eggs. It's just a brunch. Just kind of a normal everyday brunch. But you know, it's the fact that we all gather and spend some time together, laugh, and just, you know, spread some love. That's the Christmas. What's on the table is irrelevant. It's that you're together. Now, for food, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, if you're food purple, you like people, you like the food. I'm not a food person, so I you have to. You didn't ask me that question. You no. asked me about Christmas. You like, but you like food. I do. For me, the meal isn't about the food. The meal is about everything else because I don't gotcha. like food. Okay. So it's just our different perspectives. I don't like food, so I have. So if I'm going to enjoy something that has involved with food, I have to find something else to enjoy about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just do. And so, it's the way it goes. It's not. It's not that there's a right or wrong answer here. It's just, you know, my answer is completely. Based upon my perspective of I don't taste food, my, I taste food differently than other people, and so I have a vastly different relationship with food than anybody else. Well, I'm sure there are other people out there like me, but you know what I mean. All right. How long does it take you to wrap your Christmas presents, honey? Oh, about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't take me no time at all. I may have to lick some envelopes, you know, because I, I may do cards or something this, this year yeah, with a nice little personal thought, I think is where I'm going this direction this year. But uh, I think I have money for that. I think that's what I've got money for this year. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't take me any time at all. Now, someone asks for help, but some people like wrapping presents. For me, it's a task. It's a chore. I just get it over with. Now, when I had all them children were young, it took for freaking ever to wrap presents. Days and days and days. Because, you, you know, you'd wrap each Hot Wheel individually. And, oh, my God. It took forever. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know? Hey, if you wanted to give your kids, here's, here's a little tip. For all you out there, if you if you want to give your kids stuff to do on, on Christmas but don't have much thing, build a little Lego character and individually wrap each Lego character. When you buy a big Lego set, buy the you, yeah you put them together and just into pieces and individually. That way they have to open like five presents instead of one. They're kids; they don't care. They just like opening presents. <laughs> Now, you can only pull that off until they're like seven or eight. But, you know, hey, with, <laughs> when they're young, it works. I make a, uh, I make an afternoon out of it. It takes me a couple hours only because I take my time. I watch It's a Wonderful Life. And for like the fifth time of this season and I drink my non-alcoholic wine and smoke and just knitter away thinking about what about their reaction just anticipating hoping hoping that I did good yeah this is one of those questions where it depends how many literally how many presents you have to wrap it's one of those questions you know if you have a big family and lots of people you you have presents for my poor mother 
Now she does it to herself, but my God, she gives like stockings and everybody lots of presents. And I don't know. I swear to God, she must have elves that come over and help her or something. I don't know how anybody can wrap that many presents. Yes, her grandchildren. No, I yeah, I know, but my children were some of her grandchildren. But I still don't have to understand how she can wrap that many presents. I'm just saying, I you know. And there's less now than there used to be. Uh, so I'm just pointing out. I don't understand. <laughs> All right. So we had a couple articles you wanted to talk about today. We're probably well, not going to get to them because we have. Well, got... I'd like to. We do. Have, I'd like to mention we have 20 ways to do Christmas on a budget, but most of those have to do with planning ahead. So if you want to take a peek at those, please do. They have some really good um, suggestions. I'd like to cover Alone on Christmas, 20 things to do if you're alone on Christmas. Yeah, well, you know, we can cover. I know we generally just do the questions in the second half, but we, we can we can always manipulate our format some. Okay, we well, we'll, we'll see <coughs> what happens. Yeah. And so, and I didn't, and I also kind of left the questions a little lighter than normal so all right so alone on christmas 23 things to do to have fun enjoy a winter landscape yep, get out and enjoy the winter area take a walk uh-huh kick leaves sit on your porch with a nice hot cup of tea sure sure and you know say hi to the people walking by the dogs and the kids and yeah merry christmas yeah yeah spread a little cheer yeah Okay, number two, you can cook whatever the blue blazes you want. You don't have to adhere to anybody's dietary needs. You don't have to stick to the traditional menu. You can make lasagna if you wanted to. I can give everybody a hint. You can always do that anyway. That's always an option. <laughs> you can make whatever you want whenever. You're a freaking adult. If you want to have pizza for Christmas dinner. You can have pizza for Christmas dinner. It's perfectly fine. You're an adult. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't need to give yourself some special permission to choose to eat what you want. I just want to point that out. Now, not having to worry about somebody else's dietary needs like gluten issues or whatever. That's a different thing because you're not cooking for somebody else. But if you're cooking for yourself, you always have the option to make whatever you want. That's always there. <laughs> you know, you're not bound by any traditions. You can create your own. You can add to them. You can say, I'm not going to do it this year. I'll go back to it next year. It's perfectly fine. You're an adult. You control these things. Okay. What's next? Number three, a movie marathon. Now is that's a great time to binge on your favorite show that you don't have haven't had time to watch. Yeah, I suspect you've already probably done that, so I'm not sure that was much helpful. But okay, I can't help it. I'm going to be critical of this twenty list. No, I, I did actually research the list. I just can't read it from my thing. Gotcha. I didn't put the plug in, so I can't see the screen. No worry. Number four: research about Christmas. Yeah, education's always good. Okay. Uh-huh. Five, be lazy all day. Take lots of naps, listen to music. That's always an option. Stay in your pajamas. You don't need to have Christmas to do that, but okay. Knock yourself out. You can do that any day you want. You're an adult. Okay. Decorate the yard. Or take down your decoration. Or take down your decoration. Uh. Sure. Okay. Okay, hold on. Spend the day painting. Or whatever your hobby, art is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Volunteer. Yeah, there's lots of people. You know, if, if you don't want to be alone, you can go spend some time helping your community. That's always good. Okay. Uh -huh. Do puzzles or play games. Yeah. Hey. You know, not even puzzles. Plug yourself into a video game and game out for a day. You know, you haven't, I haven't done that in a while. Go do it. Yeah, it's, you know, oddly enough, if you kind of boil it down to it, all boils, all these kind of things boil down to the last one, if I remember my research on this article. Okay. Well, we'll find out. 
Uh-huh. Really good book. Okay. Uh, nothing like cuddling up with a co- co- cozy with a comforter and a book. Now, none of these are earth shattering, but sometimes you need to be reminded that it's, it's okay to do these things. It's <laughs> it's okay to, on Christmas, right? It's okay. You don't have to do necessarily something Christmassy on Christmas. It's okay to just do things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy some physical activity. If you have a have a uh, you enjoy running, go for a run. Yeah. Do some yoga. Your gym might not be open, but you know, whatever you can find something to do. Okay. V- visit a church or a spirit something spiritual. Uh-huh. Um, take time for self care. That's the one. The whole thing, all this whole list, essentially boils down to. It's okay to take time for self-care on Christmas if you're alone. Because all these things are just ways to take care, are just ways of engaging in self-care. Everything on this list are just ways you can engage in self-care. You pick which one works for you. The one that speaks to you, the one that you want to do, whatever, the one that will relax you or push you or whatever mood you're in for that particular day. And engage in self-care for a day. Just do it consciously. I'm going to spend the day engaging in self-care. Sometimes self-care is volunteering. Sometimes self-care is playing video games for a day. Sometimes self-care is cleaning your garage. You know, (laughs) but the thing is to kind of make a point of it. Take the time. Be thoughtful about it. You know? Because oftentimes we do these things, but we don't think about it in terms of self-care. And so we don't think we're taking care of ourselves. We really are. And that awareness that, yes, I'm spending the day to take care of myself. Yeah. It's that nocebo, a placebo effect thing. I think, you know, it matters. Your attitude matters. So, did you want to go on your thing? Or are you going to push through for the whole hour today? No, I'll go. I shouldn't have said anything. She could have had you push you for the whole hour. <laughs> As Lovey goes for a break, we've got to have to spend a... She takes about a minute, doesn't she? And so that is the question. Yeah, self-care during the holidays, you know? How do you do that? How do we strike that balance? Care for yourself, care for others. You know, our humanity, my friends, our family. Because Christmas isn't about expressing that care for your community, your friends, your family. But what is... But what obligation do we have to ourselves? And how do we fulfill that obligation? You know, those are questions we don't ask. We often get told, don't be selfish. But if you don't selfish, at least some of the time, at least in your own care for yourself, how are you supposed to care for others? Don't you need at least some level of selfishness? And with that, we are going to take a break for our sponsor, and we will be right back. And the lobby has returned, and we are back. We want to thank you for joining us for the second half of our evening. And we want to remind you that you can find us next week here on uh, Late Night Love US. Christmas night. Christmas night. And and oddly enough, we'll, we'll be here on um, New Year's Eve, too, as well. Oh, if on the East Coast, we'll be here right at New Year's. On oh, the West, cool. On the West Coast, we'll be at 9, 9 p.m. But on the East Coast, we'll be right at New Year's. Oh. Or, I guess technically, a minute after New Year's. We're going to go off at 9.01. Because no one's going to be here at 9. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we could come in a little early, 8.45 or something. But... And do a do our own little United States ball drop thing, but that's but we're a podcast, and everybody's going to listen to it afterwards, so there's no point in doing that. So we might as well do it at 
Yeah. Anyway, so catches at nine oh two Pacific time <laughs> on New Year's Day, or just catch us on all your podcasts or social media networks as usual. All right. Can I finish this list? That wasn't the end. No. I thought that was the end. No, we have five more. Oh, good lord. Listen to a non-Christmas playlist. Uh-huh. Make your own tradition. Uh-huh. A new tradition. Uh-huh. Consider realistic New Year's resolutions. Okay. Some people choose to work because they can socialize. Well, you can also make more money. Yeah. If, if you're gonna be not gonna be doing anything anyway, go go get some work done. Sure. Okay, this this next one takes uh, planning, though. Uh, travel. Travel? Well. Well, yeah, because it is Christmas and the stuff is going to be closed. And, yeah, so you're going to have to be more careful than normal. Yeah, okay. And, personally, I don't like traveling. No, if you know ahead of time you're going to be alone at Christmas, you can plan a trip to go somewhere. Yeah, but it's still... Christmas. Yeah. You're still going to be, you'll just be somewhere else alone at Christmas. I don't know. I mean, maybe you can get a good deal, I suppose. Maybe there's a good travel deal, but traveling at Christmas time stinks. So, anyway, <laughs> you know, okay, to fly the somewhere. last one is enjoy some photography. Again, follow your hobby, do your hobbies. Yeah. See, a lot of those were kind of, a lot of that was simply saying the same thing over again is take, Engage in some self-care. Actively take care of yourself. It can be shortened to the whole thing. You know, do a hobby. Whatever it is you do to make yourself feel better about you, do some of that. But sometimes you need to be reminded. And sometimes you need to have a something trigger. Oh, hey, I've wanted to do that. I can go do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, which is why we mentioned which things. Is, so, which is why people make these lists, even though we, we can, there's nothing earth-shattering. There's nothing new. In fact, we probably talk about 12 of those lists on a regular basis to do on a regular basis. But sometimes it's okay to be reminded. Gentle reminder that it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to be a little selfish. Yeah. If you're never a little selfish, then you're never taking care of yourself. All right. So do you want to go to questions or do you want to talk about the budget Christmas? Uh, we could talk about a budget Christmas. A lot of these take um, planning. Uh, I used to do, I start right after Christmas, right after New Year's with a binder I used to. I don't know where my binder is anymore. I haven't done it for a couple of years. And there's a wonderful website. Uh, you can search on the internet. Uh, uh, it is... Um, oh, gosh. I forget the name of the website. But it's Organizing for the Holidays. And they have a plan for six weeks. They have a plan for three months. And they have a plan for the whole year. So you can really get into it if you want to. Just suck all the fun out of it, why don't you? I like being organized. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I'll grant some things. People should probably be more organized than me. I'm going to grant this. I'll grant that as, <laughs> but <laughs> can there be somewhere in between? <laughs> I will grant that most people, you should not run your life out your head or your back pocket. It's probably not the world's greatest idea. Despite the fact that I do it, it's not the world's greatest idea. And I do not encourage you. Don't, don't, don't do it that way. But there should be some difference between micromanaging and and not any kind of managing. <laughs> Just say. Well, <laughs> these people have, these websites have detailed plans for people who want clear guidelines. 
No, and I actually understand it. I, and, I can get and, it. I mean, they cover it all. You don't need to think of nothing, man. <laughs> no, and, and I can, I can actually understand. I can understand how that is. Um, how some people would find that to be freeing. It is for me. I can, I can, I can't understand that. I would bristle uh, under the. I need more flexibility than that, and so just. It made me feel like it claustrophobic trying to work like that. Literally. So you would go for the six week plan? No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> All you have to do is go up. See, so you would just go over it and look at it, and, and it would just remind you of things, and then that's all you would use it for. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. I, I like I said, I need to be more organized. So I got to stop arguing against being more organized. I'm like convincing myself to not get organized, and it's dumb. I'm just, 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 so, so. <laughs> I got to stop being dumb. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I just it seems to me that there's overdone. Just like I underdo to the organization. There's an over organization seeing that you suck the fun out of it but then again the organization world. is fun well if you find organization fun then i guess but again it shows the diversity of the world right some people find that over kind of hyper organization fun they find it rewarding they find it all, and other people it's immensely satisfying and other people's head would explode so <laughs> It's just the diversity of the world. It's a beautiful place. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear about this list? Not really. Let's move on to questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The list is on the website. You can go to latenightlove.us and the list all the our show links and show prep is posted on the on the blog page with the episode so you can follow along with our insanity if you, <laughs> if you would like okay so what we got our daughter does well academically ever since she's little she's in college now she gets many awards and remains at the top of her class but she does not like it when she, we tell others even our close relatives are posted on Facebook. Why is that? Did we cover this one last week? Not last week, but a long time ago. Okay. I, I seem to remember this one. Um, or something similar. Maybe it was just something similar. Because we're going to cover the same questions on time and time again. But I really thought we did. Maybe I had copied and pasted from the, just went back. Maybe I got an extra one. Anyway. Well, she does it because... For a couple of reasons. One, she may have a lack of self-confidence, kind of a self-esteem issue. She feels embarrassed. She doesn't want to stand out. And you're making her feel like she stand out. And she just wants to you know, put her head down and not be noticed. You know, she's an introvert, maybe. You know, it could be as simple as that. It could be a self-esteem issue. It could be an introvert issue. Or... It could be something even more serious where she doesn't feel like she deserves the, the praise. You know, or she's just a private person who doesn't want that kind of thing blasted all over, all over space. The only way you can find out is by asking her. Yeah. And then respecting her, her decision. That's it. That's all you can do. But just ask her. And don't make a big deal out of asking her. Just say, hey, I'm curious. Look, I, I won't do it if you, I won't post it if you don't want me to, but I'm curious. Why does it, why do you feel uncomfortable when I, does it make you feel uncomfortable? What, what's going on when you, when you do it? Just ask. If you approach it with love and kindness and respect, you can at least find out what's going on. So <laughs> that would be my suggestion. Okay, next question. My 14-year-old daughter has been sleeping in her relatively small, but just big enough to fit a person cupboard because she says that she doesn't feel safe in her bed. What should I do? You're going to have to find out why she doesn't feel safe in her bed. Now, 
because to a 14 year old girl safe can mean a lots of things. You know, maybe she got bed bugs. She doesn't want to tell you she's embarrassed. Maybe her bed is broken and it's uncomfortable. She's saying she doesn't feel safe because in the world we live in today, it's easier to say, I don't feel safe than to say my bed isn't comfortable. Maybe there's an issue that has to be dealt with. And she has some fear about that bed because something happened and you're going to have to go to, and there's a much bigger issue to be dealt with. And no one wants to uncover that except your job as a parent is to find out. Chances are it's childhood fears. Maybe there's a light that shines through the, <laughs> in the street that shines um, through the trees, through the window and puts this big scary pictures things on the wall and just freaks her out you know maybe it's just maybe there's something simple and you can put blackout curtains in and it solves her problem or, or something so there might be some a simple solution but maybe not but this is serious enough where you got to find out and it may take a counselor but you know you're right for wanting to dig into it You know, now kids are also weird. They do strange things on occasion. They go through stages and maybe nothing. But it's one of these things where I would make an effort to find out if it's nothing. But don't overreact until there's something to react to. But try to find out because it rings of strange. It just does. Even for kids, it rings strange at 14. It may bed bugs, broken bed, and they don't want to say it's it's embarrassed to say it. Maybe they had an accident and they peed their bed and they don't want to sleep in it anymore. Because it's dirty. And they don't want to say so. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> you, it could be anything. It could it, you know it, it could just be embarrassing. And they just don't want to deal with it. And so to the 14 embarrassment is the worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be embarrassed is the worst thing ever at 14. You know, they'd rather lose an arm, lose an arm than they would <laughs> <laughs> have to admit they had an accident in bed. Right. They just would. Yeah. And so, you know, but your job as a parent is to, with love, empathy and compassion to find out what's going on. Because there's an off chance that it's something more serious. Okay. An employee I terminated has left me a sealed envelope titled, Now I Can Tell You What I Really Think. Should I just shred it without opening or, or is there something to be gained by actually reading it? Well, there's probably something to be gained by reading it. The question is, are you ready to read it? There's some hard truths that they wanted to tell you. And they didn't feel they could tell you why they were an employee. You're going to have to swallow your pride and be prepared to hear it. Now, maybe it's their perceptions are wrong. and Or they didn't understand something. And it's understandable from your perspective. But you're still going to have to hear it. If you're not ready to have a... a <laughs> Do we have a little visitor? It's the Bam Bam. The Bam Bam has come into the studio there today, guys. Come on. No, nope, Bam Bam, you got to go see your dad. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's he's all right. So, where were we? Come on. You look good. Huh? Okay, so where was I? I forgot where I was. Come here, little one. But if you want to improve your business, yourself as a leader, or your, um, you know, have a better life for your employees, right? That's your job. That's your goal. Is a, is you know, you, you want to become better at your job. Part of your job is leading people, and you have an opportunity to learn how to be better than that. Self-improvement 
means having to examine yourself. And this is a window into how other people perceive you. They weren't clearly didn't feel being didn't work comfortable being honest with you. So doesn't mean it's gospel. You know, you're still going to have to interpret it, but you're going to have to be prepared to interpret it. Okay. If my car dealership accidentally shredded my check after I've closed and have plates, am I responsible for getting them a new one? Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Let's forget about whether you're legally responsible. You're ethically and morally responsible for that. Uh, yeah. What's this? Oh, I have an opportunity to not pay for the car you bought? What's wrong with you? I mean, I get it. It's kind of playing around as a joke. Oh, I got $10,000 free dollars. And then you cancel the old check and you send them the new one. That's what responsible people do. You agreed to pay for the car. There was, a, there was an accident, a mistake. If the dealership had burnt down and the check got burnt, would you still keep the check? Will you still keep the car? Or you still come on now? Be the good human being you know you are. You know it's wrong because you actually wrote in and asked. You know it's wrong. You're just hoping somebody's gonna tell you it's not. <laughs> We're not gonna co-sign your BS. <laughs> no, you damn well know it's BS. You damn well know you got it's not right for you to 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 keep them to not pay for your car. Just because someone accidentally shredded it doesn't change anything that you still need to pay for your car they didn't get the money just because they accidentally destroyed the check doesn't make the fact that you still owe them that money just do the right thing and don't make a hassle out of it yeah i'll cancel that one and send a new one sorry <laughs> no big deal be a good human being for god's sakes just because other people screw other people over doesn't mean you have to lose your humanity all right. Is it normal for my mom to constantly ask how much is in my bank account? I'm 19. Uh, normal is an interesting actually way to question it. It's time for you and your mother to, to start um, drawing boundaries. Now, I don't know the relationship. Maybe she's adding money into that account. And so if she is, then maybe she has some right to know right? Maybe she does. Maybe. Maybe you're supposed to be paying rent or utilities and you say you don't have the money and you actually do. And so maybe she has cause or maybe she's over controlling in a helicopter parent and doesn't know how to separate it. You know, you didn't give us enough information to properly answer the question, but you know, the question, but clearly boundaries one way or another, proper boundaries need to be developed. Right? Either you need to be acting more responsible or she does. And, you know, you're going to gonna have to find a way to work through that. You know, but before you can say it's none of your damn business, you have to make sure it's none of her damn business. Just saying. So how can you say it's none of your business politely? Sometimes you can't. And if this is a case of a controlling, overly controlling helicopter parent, there's no polite way you're going to be able to, you're not going to be able to do it politely because they're not going to hear you. You don't have to do it angrily. But you can just do it politely. Something like, hey, how much money do you happen to have in your bank? Well, I have how much money I have in there. You know, it's really, you know, it's, it's really not your place to be micromanaging my finances. Oh, that's polite. <laughs> I mean, you could probably soften that a little bit if I had some more time to think about it. But, but you have to make sure it's not their place. You're 19. Are you... You know, are the depending upon their relationship, they may have cause. 
Maybe not. All right. What's the hardest part about getting older that no one ever talks about at all? I never view myself as old. I'm 60 and I'm like 80s old. Well, <laughs> old is always 20 years older than you are. <laughs> well, see, this part for me is there's nothing that no one's talked about. I Now, maybe it's just because of the circle I have. You know, the people I'm, I surround myself with. Everything is talked about. So there's like nothing that no one talks about. There's all kinds of bad things about getting old. You know, stuff stops working and all kinds of things. But none of it's not talked about. It's routinely joked about and comedians joke about it. Families talk about it. You know, ad nauseum, actually, all the stuff that happens when it goes wrong when you're old. Is it, you, talk, you can't turn on a freaking TV commercial without someone selling you some prescription drug for something that's gone wrong because you got old. <laughs> 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 so it's just just getting old is just getting old it's, you know it's just part of your evolution you know it's not that big of a deal it's as big of a deal as you make it that's about what getting old is yeah your body stops working tell us something we don't know yeah <laughs> you know there's no there's just nothing that no one tells you that doesn't, no one doesn't tell you. It's kind of like pregnancy. There's nothing bad about it that some woman isn't going to tell some pregnant woman. All the horror stories get told. There's nothing to tell. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to tell a pregnant woman horror stories. I hate when people do that. That's not nice. You're not supposed to scare them. Yes, but it happens. And the point is is that everybody talks about all the stuff. So there's nothing left to not talk about. It's not that there's nothing, there's nothing to, that hasn't been discussed. Everything's willing to be discussed because they discuss it all. And as old people, we complain about all of our aches and foibles and everything that goes wrong when you get old, ageism and whatever, throw everything into the sun. Everybody talks about it. True. I can't think of a single thing about getting old that no one talks about that no one says Shh, don't tell anybody about that i mean good lord they have incontinence commercials it's not like we don't talk about it <laughs> you know the fact that you know you end up you start in diapers and end in diapers it's a common conversation <laughs> you know there's nothing that isn't that's my only point Right. It's just there's nothing there. All right. So we got. My eight-year-old is hiding books in her room and staying up late reading when she needs to be sleeping. The next day she is exhausted and cranky. What is the best way to deal with this? Oh, God, this was me. Don't. You have a wonderful problem. Don't deal with it. Leave it alone. She'll adjust. For the love of God, don't destroy her love of reading. <laughs> no, don't do that. If you can, let her sleep later. And sometimes you can't. But if you can, let her sleep later. Adjust the rest of her day schedule to adjust for her wanting to stay up a little later to read. For the love of God, let her read. <laughs> She's a night owl. She can't. If she could go to sleep, she would. She stays up late reading because she's a night owl and she, and she doesn't want to go to sleep. So let her read. You know, we're not preparing them for life by teaching them to go to bed at a certain hour and wake up at a certain hour. Because when you get up in, in real life, you know, people's jobs happen at different hours of the day. Sometimes you work at 9 p.m. at night. You're working at night. And so her... Her ability to be up in those hours is actually a skill, a marketable skill. You don't have to train it out of them. You train them how to use it. You train them how to adapt. You train them how to be mindful of when they have things to do and be responsible with it. Don't train it out of them. Use it. You've got her half the half. You've got the biggest part. She likes reading. Don't kill it. 
Don't kill that love. Because you can. And when it comes to Christmas, that is what it is about, right? There's lots of love floating around in this world. We see it every day. It overflows if we actually look for it. You know, these days it looks... We were having a conversation earlier as we were walking, taking a walk. And uh, we're talking about it's darkest before the dawn, and maybe it's my own attitude, my kind of walking through the zombie these last seven months. And my own attitude is kind of colors your worldview. But you can change that. You can add love into your life. You can focus on the things you have instead of the things you don't. Those are choices. And we can all make better choices. We can all choose to focus on what we love instead of what we don't. And with that, me and Libby are going to wish you a Merry Christmas. Good night. And please remember to love everybody. Good night.